Welcome to Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Stephen Jay, and today we are getting into part two of our favorite cartoons. I have an exceptional panel of people with me today. My wonderful co-hosts include Gordon, Delaney, Carmen, and Michi. Gordon, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We, uh, we had a little bit of a milestone today, which we're gonna we're gonna get to in a minute. So just hang tight with me, Delaney. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. You're over there killing it on the Instagram. I appreciate I'm try- it. I'm trying. I've been trying to post every day, um, and I have some fun stuff that should be up on the story hopefully tomorrow. I can't wait. I love the polls. I love the interaction. It's it's a lot of fun. Michi. You're on episode number six. How are you feeling, buddy? Oh, I'm pretty good. And hey, numbers don't count. <laughs> Whatever you say, buddy. Well, you were on cartoon part one, and you were talking cartoons part one, and you were talking about your love for Scooby Dooby Doo. The fact that you had to do the the double Dooby Doo uh, is uh, hilarious. And listening to it back brought me so many laughs. So I'm excited to have you here with us today. I'm glad to be back. And also, Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo. That is how I say his name, and that is how I will always say his name because that is how I grew up saying his name. So that is his name, Scooby Dooby Doo. And that is totally fair. Miss Carmen, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. We have a lot to talk about. Oh. <laughs> Um, so a little something, something just got dropped and we were, we got to talk about it. Yes. So, (laughs) uh, you just dropped the official trailer for your podcast, Fear Embodied. Yes. It's, uh, I'm kind of thrown around the idea of making my own podcast, um, for a while, at least a year. Uh, thanks, pandemic. I'm pretty sure everybody felt like they wanted to start a, a podcast when the pandemic first hit. And, Amen. Uh, right? But unlike, you know, you guys, um, I was very hesitant to put it out. I didn't think it'd be successful. I didn't think anybody would really listen to it. And uh, thanks to my husband, Robert, Bobby, and uh, his friend Tiff, who's an amazing videographer, photographer, um, everything. Those two are really like making the hype, (laughs) the social media hype around the podcast, everything that I hope the podcast itself is going to be. Uh, watching that trailer, I have no doubt. I asked the day it released, I, Gordon and I were working together. I'm like, did you watch it? Did you watch it? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, fi-. he's like, I, I got you. I, I'll, I'll do it right now. And it was, it was so cool because I personally, I love Tiffany. Obviously I love you and Bobby, but like, I know. 
the cinematography was so cool and the way you delivered it and when it cut to you I, i was just like this is it this is the real deal so for the for those of you that love let's be nerds let's give you a little preview of what to expect on fear embodied and Carmen, yeah. do you want to like a, give us a, a rundown for those that listen to this show that this might be something that they're interested in also yeah. listening to? Yeah. So what I would like to talk about, um, be me and guests. Um, so you might see some familiar faces on Fear Embodied as well, too, from the Let's Be Nerds cast. Hmm. Um, <laughs> is uh, kind of, it's not a story or not a podcast about monsters per se, but kind of the I, don't know, I want to dive into the psychology of why do we like the things we like? Why do we like the creepy things, the scary things? What does it say about us as humans or individuals um, that some of our greatest fears are also some of our greatest monsters or greatest scary stories? So we're going to talk about some pop culture stuff. There might be movies or books, TV shows, graphic novels, um, anything from Bigfoot Uh, werewolves witches supernatural um zombies obviously (laughs) Um, (laughs) obviously obviously might dive into some mythological monsters um but either way yeah kind of just going to talk about monsters and not just the stories about them because i feel like there's a lot of podcasts that already do that i don't think there's very many that talk about what does that monster say about us i agree like you're going a little bit you're you're going a little level deeper let's a little put it deeper that way. yeah it's a little deeper there's a story and what does the story say about us and i think we kind of touched on it with our mythology series so that you know was partially why bobby and i decided this is the right time to do it you know we've got the momentum we both kind of feel at least now i feel a little bit more comfortable behind the mic feeling like i can do this and i can be successful with it mm-hmm. and even if Nobody wants to listen to it at the end of the day. I think it's a pretty cool thing to talk about. And because I like it, I'm still going to do it anyway. Well, I'm going to share one thing to help with self-doubt because this is how I, I, I felt that same feeling when I launched the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, not sitting here saying, oh, delusions of grandeur that I'm so successful, but the views that I got shocked me because I kind of came into a place where I was like, this is something that's important to me as this is to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no one's going to watch. And then people did. Yeah. And yeah. this is what the pandemic and what we've gone through has taught me about YouTube, podcasting, anything. If you think you're the only one, that thinks and feels and question asks the same questions and you think you're the only one you're wrong there is <laughs> always true. somebody that's looking for something similar and sometimes you have to just be that voice to be like okay well i know that there's other people that are interested in this too and yeah. it's going to be very shot i think you're onto something very special here and i'm so excited to see where you go with it that's our tagline is get ready to face your fears. January 22, we're coming. We're, we're coming for you. <laughs> so if you are interested in what Carmen is producing, hosting, Bob's producing, Tiff, love her to death. Amazing. That's fantastic. I know. You can find their Instagram page at Fear Embodied Pod. 
Mm-hmm. And you can also follow follow their YouTube journey. Uh, the it's Fear Embodied Podcast. Yes, um, and you're going to be available on Spotify. As, yes, uh, and I yes, believe Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Apple to start out. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, I'm so excited for you, and I can feel like I can speak for the rest of the Let's Be Nerds crew that we are all excited as well. So, if any of you are enjoying mm-hmm. our show. Consider giving that a follow and a listen and uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you. So next, we're going to keep going. we got a little bit of housekeeping stuff to do here. Um, Gordon, we just hit a little bit of a milestone tonight. Yes, we did. I, cool. When I got home, I was refreshing our um, anchor feed to uh, just to wait until this number. We hit this number, actually. So we have officially hit 600 downloads views listens um and i guess i just want to take this time to say thank you uh i did not expect to hit this milestone it's truly something it's just incredible and i really hope that those of you that are listening every week are enjoying what we're sharing and enjoying our content and we want to keep making content that you enjoy so that's why we encourage you, please leave, you know, comments and reviews and follow us on all the, whatever social media you use, we're probably there. So just hop on, tell us what you want to hear about, uh, hear about in the future. Uh, we are on the wrapping up phase of season one. So there's a lot of planning that's now going into season two. So we are 100% open to any ideas and suggestions you have. And if you personally think that you might be uh, somebody that could bring something to this table that we could talk about and analyze and discuss why it's cool to be passionate and nerdy about whatever your interest is, we would love to hear from you. Um, Again, all of the socials will be linked. So whatever works best for you, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love your feedback. Um, With that being said, our Instagram, Miss Delaney, you're doing amazing things over there. Um, I, you're like you're posting every day, basically every day, and it's interactive. Um, I guess my question for you is: Are you like how much are you loving it? Because it seems like you're kind of shining in this position, and I feel like it's 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 pretty cool. So it's really funny because as you ask me this question, I'm posting on our Instagram currently. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I just there's just so much I can do on it and it's just so much fun. And I think that's the bottom line is it's a, this is a, building a safe community but it's also meant and rooted in fun. And I, I don't know, I just love it. Um I do real quick want to address we do have two absentees tonight from the full-time cast. Uh Lizette uh is not here with us this evening. But this is a good point to note. Sometimes work and life, and especially during the season, can get a little bit overwhelming and can just be a little bit too much. And so you always have to remember, you have to take time for yourself and you have to prioritize your mental health. And so Lizette isn't here. And that's great because that means Lizette's taking some time for her and we cannot wait to see her on the next episode. And that's fantastic. Dylan's off because we are on a mad dash 
for as many cast members as possible between now and next Tuesday to see the new Spider-Man movie. And Dylan is the first one out of us to be able to see it. So what's happening is, is we're going to be all trying to view it. And then Tuesday, we're going to be recording a review and it will be released on Wednesday. So keep out for that. But I do have to say, I can't guarantee spoiler free. I don't know. I mean, you might get a little spicy. So that might be one that you have to put on pause and revisit later. And the last thing that we're going to do for housekeeping is we are getting closer to New Year's Eve. We are doing a New Year's Eve live event on Spotify's Green Room app. It is fantastic. You'll hear a little bit about it at the end. But for those of you that are a little bit unfamiliar with Discord and Spotify, we are hoping to have a mini episode uh, released next week that will walk you through how to download Spotify's Green Room and how to basically get involved and participate in the live event. Um, what better way to ring in the year with friends that are coming from a place of good and safe and home and being in a community that, you know, everybody just vibes. So that's our plans for New Year's and we would love to have everybody join. So housekeeping is now done. That's the end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. So we're going to d dive into cartoons part two. And Gordon, there is a show you want to discuss that tied in somewhat to part one or was mentioned in part one. So I'm going to give you the floor and I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring up because I believe it was... Either Dylan or Drew, I don't remember which one brought it up last episode, or in part one of the series. Uh, they brought up filler episodes. And the first show that came to mind that did filler episodes perfect, because you never really could tell they were filler episodes, was Avatar The Last Airbender. Because even their filler episodes seemed like they were supposed that they were building for the plot and not just in there to hit a season one goal of this many episodes <laughs> while they were waiting on uh, the animation crew to finish getting the uh, plot episode uh, drawn up, I guess you could say. And uh Avatar is just, I mean arguably one of the best TV shows there is. And by far, one of the worst movies there are as well. So, um, just for those of you that might be listening that aren't familiar and live under a rock, the, uh, the premise of Avatar The Last Airbender is essentially the world is divided into four nations, the Water Tribe, the Earth Kingdom, the Fire Nation, and the Air Nomads. And it follows uh, the main protagonist and Aang on his journey. And without spoiling it, it's truly, it's one of my childhood. Like it was, it was, I wouldn't say I was like fully obsessed, but it was definitely, like you said, every episode was on point, I guess. And it goes to show that in cartoons and animation that is truly well-developed that there is really good writing. There is really good storytelling that 
companies this amazing animation. To me, I, I loved the way that they animated that show. And that's something that it's still nuanced. Like people don't understand that these cartoons are not always just, you know, stupid gags and stupid, you know, one-off punchlines, but this was truly a storytelling experience. And like, there are, it's a, I guess you could say a cult following, but I think that their the avatar fan base is too large to be called a cult following at this point. I it was, definitely. It, it was impressive how popular that show was. And so, it, go ahead, Delaney. Sorry. I was just going to say, so Dylan's going to be really mad that he missed this because this is literally one of his favorite shows. And um, you guys can yell at me later. Um, I've probably only seen a couple episodes because I would refuse to watch it out of spite for Dylan when we were younger. I'll give you my YouTube account information. I have bought all three seasons and you can watch them. Okay. They are downloaded so I can watch them on any car trip, plane ride, anything that I need to watch them on. Might have to do that then. <laughs> is, was, would you say this is like your comfort show, Gordon? Like if you're on an airplane like and you're watching, that's like a comfort show. I wouldn't go as far as say it's a comfort. It's probably one of them, but not my, not one of my go-to. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a go-to, but I, there's a couple others that if I had the a power to download them onto my phone, I would, but I don't because they're... Japanese animes and those are hard enough to download, let alone download them in English. I gotcha. But I also love Avatar because it it's gives a lot of good positive messages and just it's a good it's a good way to learn that just because you might have been a crappy individual or against someone that in the long run, if you show that you're bettering yourself and that you are showing improvement, that you can still be a, a good guy as Prince Zuko's character arc is a beautiful one at that. Redemption. Especially... Th- as throughout the entire show, he or for the first two seasons until he really became part of the Avatar crew, or the Avatar's crew, sorry, um, he only ever used firebending styles while he was because he is a firebender. So he used well, let's the break methods. that down for let's break that down for people that maybe aren't familiar, like the different like so there's fire bending, there's fire bending, earth bending, air bending. And water bending. Each of them you can break down into subcategories that only a couple branches have been explored through the Avatar and Korra series, which is the second part of the Avatar series, the Legends of Korra, which are might people might hate me for saying this. They're actually good TV it's an actually good TV show once you get past the part of it trying to be Avatar. Once you understand I've, I've only that ever heard good show, things. It, it's a good show. A lot of people think it's a crappy ripoff of it, but they need to look at it as its own show, not a spin-off, not a c- trying to like go off the high horse that was Avatar, which it definitely was trying, but if you go in to it as its own show, it's a great show to watch. 
It's like a, a standalone sequel in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, some of the subcategories of the bending. Firebending, um, the only one that I think that was introduced would have been introduced in Avatar, and it's lightning bending. Able, being able to redirect lightning towards a specific target if it as like acting as a conductor for the lightning and then shooting it wherever you want basically but you can't like hold on to it it's catch and release like immediate mm -hmm. and um we got water bending which a subcategory of that would be blood bending which just it is exactly what it sounds like. You're able to bend the blood in any living creature as it is made of... There is liquid. There's the premise of it's a liquid, kind of like water. Mm. They can bend that as well. Um, there's earth bending that has, as the best of my knowledge, the most um, branches, which one is lava bending and the other is metal bending. So what? all things that would be considered like found within it, uh, yeah, of the earth. Okay. Um, Toph is the only one, in to the best of my knowledge, in both shows that's able to metal bend. And then in Legend of Korra, there is a guy. I think maybe one of the. He's an earthbender, and he was able to. He was the first person. In a long time, because at least in the show's runtime, there is history, there's lore of other lava benders, but he was the first in show to s just stop an entire chasm of lava that was chasing him down this cave and turn it to obsidian and just stop in place. Yeah. And then. Well. Yes. No, I, I just, I want to redirect real quick. Like, the story writing too i'm sorry i maybe i should not i i don't mean to over talk if you had another point I'll, I'll let you finish before i jump in i just something crossed my mind and i spoke too soon i apologize it's okay um and then as of airbending i don't think there is a subcategory that has been really delved into that i can think of i do know that the air sphere that Aang or Ong, whichever way you want to pronounce it, um, rides around on is something that he created and um, is a technique of his own. And then probably one of the most devastating abilities that they have is since they control air, they can literally bend the air and suck it out if you like a vacuum leaving your lungs completely void of anything and making oh. you suffocate to death sounds asthmatic and fun oh it's the best i mean <laughs> they are probably except for the exception of blood bending air benders would probably be the worst bender to make a mad as they could kill you with ease yes where a bloodbender would it would take more to you couldn't it'd take a lot to rip the blood out of you where 
sucking the air out of your lungs or causing a zero pressure gap around you where there's no air getting to you is a lot quicker and mm-hmm. something that could be done with relative ease i'm assuming for airbenders but i wouldn't know i ain't one i wish but i'm not so to just to circle back like the attention that they pay paid as writers to breaking down the different forms of bending for the elements and that speaks to the show at large because they they paid so much attention to script writing and details like the themes that they teach about like there's things like they really brace like children for like the term of like genocide and like totalitarianism and they they really come from like a diverse cast and it's organic it's not like oh well we have to fill a quota it's this is natural storytelling about people from different walks of life different backgrounds and like the bond or the unbonding that happens because of that and it's to me some of the best storytelling in animation so if you haven't if you're not familiar i definitely recommend checking it out but before we move on i do have a question for the crew what we're going to keep it simple we're going to only stick with the bit four earth air water fire what bender do you think you would be delaney definitely water okay may i ask why you're so quick with your response i don't know it's just i don't know i like I, that's what i would want to be just <laughs> water <laughs> it's like they can do like so much cool stuff so like i know all the other ones could too but i've always just been like a really huge water person in general anyway so water all the way i am also gonna say water but when i get back to me i'll explain why and maybe you'll agree with me as to why i think it uh, Michi, what avatar bending would you do? Fire. Definitely fire. Okay. Any insight into why that would be? One, I'm obsessed with fire. Two, I love fire. I, Three. I can I can vouch. I can vouch. You're always taking my lighters. <laughs> you make that seem like a bad thing. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. What was the third reason? Three. I, I like fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, pyromaniac, pyromaniac tendencies noted. Moving on. Carmen, which one would you be? I'm going with Earthbender for 3,000. Um, and here's my reason why. Because I'm reading about all of the... When you guys are talking, I'm doing a little background research. Because I'm not very familiar with Avatar. Like, I have basic understanding but i'm not super familiar and i'm reading this website called my superpower wiki and it says that earthbenders generally endure their enemies attacks until the right opportunity to counter so it's listening and waiting and having that patience for the right moment to strike and then when you do you have this like unyielding force so that's why i think i would be an earthbender I have to say that 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 sounds like your personality type, right? <laughs> that, like that that makes sense knowing you. Yeah, just kind of sit back, relax, wait for the mo- opportunity to strike, and when that moment happens, you're going to be very sorry. It's <laughs> devastating. Devastating. I will move Earth to make things happen. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
All right, Gordo, it's your topic. So this is the one I'm anticipating. Which one are you? I would want to be a airbender. Uh-huh. But sadly, um, if you haven't seen the show at all, that's not how it works. You're either you're born into one of the four or you're just not a bender mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So you would want to hope that for what you want to be, that your parents are part of one of the water tribes, fire tribes, air nomads, or earth tribes. And yeah. Earth is by far the largest reaching bending type, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Earthbenders have the largest population when it comes to benders. Okay. Either that or fire. But one of the two has, one of those two are the most common bending types. So you're saying mathematically you'd think you'd be one of those two rather than your preferred? The ch- the yes, the chances are high that you'd be born into fire or earth bending, because the water tribe only has the s- southern water tribe and the northern water tribe. The air nomads, um, until Aang started, uh, cr- until Aang's children came along, mm-hmm. he was the only airbender left so the chances of you being born as an airbender are very slim as there is not even a hundred i don't think canonically yet Hmm. so you have a better chance of getting fire or water but then again to be a bender is also quote-unquote rare depending on where you are because what to be a waterbender you'd have to be lucky enough to have your parents yeah it's like need a to be guaranteed and the population so low chances are slim okay well we're, we're living in fantasy land i appreciate your math and your statistics but I would also want to be a waterbender delaney and i think part of why we do it and this is i think speaks to like our family is like water is both like healing and nurturing, but that it's also like a force to be reckoned with. And I think, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just who we are, maybe it's bipolar disorder, but like that's just like I think where we come from. It's like we're hot and cold. It's like we're either gonna, you know, heal you and hydrate you and just nourish you, or we're going to just destroy your ship boat. It's scary or- how accurate that statement is. That, that's that's our family that's our d we can't fight the dna <laughs> well i'm going to do a little bit of segue here and i'm going to throw my co-hosts off uh so we're going to do an ad break but here's what we're going to do we're going to do it a little different delaney just found a quiz that we can take to determine based on the answers we put in which one we would actually be so we're going to take a quick break we're going to hear from our sponsor And we're going to take the quiz and come back and reveal our results. If you're listening along, we are going to post this on our Instagram so you can take this quiz as well. Pause the episode, take it, and come back and see where you fall in. Or it'll be on the Discord if you want to join up there. You can take the quiz on there in real time and kind of see where your results stack up with us. But with that being said, we'll be right back. And we're back. And the results are in. We have all taken the BuzzFeed, which airbender would we be? 
And we're going to lead off with Carmen. What is your result? Who would you get? I ended up getting a waterbender, surprisingly. No shit. Yeah, I did. I don't know how that happened, but okay. I'm not going to take. I'm not mad about it because everybody, all of you guys, wanted to be a waterbender, and I ended up being one. So, I'm a cool kid, guys. Well, I'm. I love that, and I think that it. I can see why that works for you. If you say so. (laughs) I I do. I can see like kind of what I was explaining with Delaney, like similar, like well. Love and nourish you, but like, don't cross me. <laughs> I, I see it. So Delaney and I think that we did not get the result that we wanted. We kind of we didn't tell each other it yet. But Delaney, let's go right now. Pull it up, and we're going to both send it at the same time. All right, you All right. ready? Yeah. Go. Go. What's sending? My that was internet. A great is slow. Synchronized. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Oh, oh. Hey, I told you. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Carmen, I'm jealous. Like, literally jealous. <laughs> You're jealous. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Delaney and I both got Earthbenders. It's probably because of me making fun of Gordon's math and statistics that those are more probable. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly Good, that. your fault. Um, All right. Richie, did you take it? Is he... Is he gone? Mich- no, he's here. Michi. Sorry, my push to talk thing is acting funky. It's okay. What did you get? I don't want to talk. I'm sorry, you, you cut out. I don't want to talk about it. I didn't get the one I wanted. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> me, me, me and Delaney, none of us so far. No, no, nobody got what they wanted. Yeah. I got waterbender. <laughs> you act like it's the Sounds worst so thing in the world. Defeated. You sound like it's the, like a like you're you got like the bubonic plague. It's not that serious. <laughs> well, I like fire, and water puts fire out, and I got waterbender, so that's kind of like there is this mixture that scientists made of water that allows you to like light, light it on fire. It. Yeah, yeah. Go to California. I test Sorry. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, Michi, it's not that bad. I promise. Okay. So, um, all right, Gordon, Carmen, I'm gonna make you eat your words here, and um, I got Airbender. Oh, so you're the coolest kid at the party. <laughs> I cheated. I got. I got the the. Uh... For oh, the first I... time ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a party? I'm not happy I was invited. <laughs> I think you're the coolest kid at the party. So screw those earthbenders. We go. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, the Listen, waterbender and see if you get in- are... See if you get invited over to my mud hut. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be living in the skies with my sky bison, so <laughs> try to reach me up there. I know, like the questions it was asking, I was like, I don't know what any of this stuff means. Me too, Carmen. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I definitely knew enough to make sure I probably could take that again and purposely get every other one. See, probably. I said you're a cheater. No, I just knew. Um, it needed to be more random then. Yeah. Yeah. There were there was very I knew exactly what I'd have to pick to at least get firebending. 
I'll try and find another one later. Yeah, maybe we'll put that on the Insta for people to like tell us their results or something. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, anyway, we've lived in the Avatar The Last Airbender space for enough time. So let's move on. Um, Delaney, you are a younger member of the cast and you grew up on two Nickelodeon shows that I think you want to talk about. So why don't you break that down for us? Okay, so we're going to start with Spongebob because everybody loves Spongebob. Yay! And I just have to bring up your comment from earlier when you said, like, stupid one-liners or something in a show. Mm-hmm. And I just need you to know how hard it is for me at work when I pick up the phone and somebody goes, is this blah, blah, blah? And I want to go, no, this is Patrick. So bad. I knew, I knew where you were going. No, like, this is Patrick. It is like a built-in response, and I've almost said it so many times, and I have to stop myself. And it's like it's bad. You're like I'm a business professional now. I can't do this. It's bad. Oh, but yeah, absolutely love SpongeBob for just it's like it's a nice background show. Like I'm really big with background noise because like even when I'm like reading my books or something. I have to have something on in the background. So, like, I'll put Spongebob on and I can still hear, like, the jokes and the laughter from it and, like, still mm-hmm. be able to focus. I get it. It's, like, it's it's probably some form, for me at least, like, the background noise for me is, like, some form of, like, an ADHD. Yeah, probably. It's ni- yeah, it's nice to have, like, the... It- I don't want to say mindless, but it's like it's you know it's a it's in the background, it's there, and you don't have to be like glued to your TV about like what you're gonna miss next because you're familiar already. Yeah, and then me and Dylan also constantly ask each other if mayonnaise is an instrument. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's like one show that we definitely like we we could watch it together when we were younger and not argue what was on the TV. Yes, it was a bonding experience. Yeah, like that was our show that my mom would stick on and be like, okay, you two are done fighting. This is what you're watching. <laughs> and then, you know, our second show that we would watch would be Fairly Odd Parents. Like, I still watch that show because I I love it. I, I was a huge Fairly Odd Parents fan as well. I, I have to admit, it was just so good. Yeah, like the newer ones aren't the best they like change the animation style and it's not my favorite um but i will i'll still watch it because there is still some funny stuff in them wait so is it still running i know spongebob is still running but is fairly odd parents still running like new episodes um i don't know i can find out i don't think they are well butch hartman the creator got a little bit weird and I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. Like, he kind of went off the deep end a little bit. But that's for another Have you time seen and another day. Have you seen his, like, religious TV programming thing? Like, it's, yeah, it's, but anyway, <laughs> to stay on track here, um, Fairly Odd Parents is iconic. And I, I don't know, like, Nickelodeon was so good then. Like, and it's funny because, like, I mean, obviously, Delaney, there's a few years separating us. But I was there when SpongeBob premiered. And so to see that it, like, still had the cultural relevance. Same with Fairly Odd Parents, Like, still had the cultural relevance. And 
it's hard to like deny that both shows maybe a little bit more spongebob had like a resurgence because of meme culture like spongebob memes are very abundant fairly odd parents memes are very abundant it's crazy how it's just it's kind of like had such a cultural impact for literally an animated kids show yeah i'm telling you like my sarcastic personality came from those shows too Mm -hmm. and like there's no denying that 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 is what it's from and then like you said with all the memes um you guys have seen the ones that i've made about you Mm -hmm. and most of them are spongebob i made one earlier today actually was this one shared or is this one in yes, your secret it's inventory? Yeah, in Meme Drop. It's the one of Lizette. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that. So this is yet another reason why if you're listening, you need to join our Discord so you can see these memes that Delaney makes to bully her coworkers <laughs> and family. <laughs> it's all out of love. Yep. <laughs> but no, I think that's an incredible era of television and um we have a common thread here that we have to explore so per, without debate the best female voice actress in the business is tara strong and <laughs> she is incredible and i will that's really what took my love of animation into like looking at it deeper is realizing how she was like the woman of a thousand voices and she was a cast member on a show that Carmen really related to and Carmen do you want to take it from there and tell us a little bit about your cartoon yeah so we're gonna go way back in the day guys because while Delaney may be the youngest cast member I'm probably the oldest cast member here today and I'm going to take it back to a fun year of 1989, which is probably prehistoric majority of people currently on this podcast. And listening. <laughs> and listening. <laughs> but if you're in my demographic, if you're in the older generation, uh, you may remember the animated, no, I'm sorry, you may remember the actual movie Beetlejuice that had Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis. Um, oh, God, not Gina Davis. Why can't Stop. I? didn't pull trigger sorry okay stop that um wait no i thought it was gina davis is though. it gina davis? it is yeah with um winona Ryder and michael yeah. keaton so yeah movie came out in the late 80s because of that movie tim burton then created an animated uh tv show based on the movie um what what they did is they took it from being like beetlejuice michael keaton's character beetlejuice was kind of pervy and um, not likable, and they transformed him into obviously more kid-friendly, more family-friendly. So instead of being kind of a pervy, the ghost with the most, he was Lydia's uh, BFF ghost, and he was just kind of wacky and goofy. He was a goofy goober. Um, <laughs> SpongeBob <laughs> reference. SpongeBob <laughs> reference. Um, the The animated series was four seasons long. It was the first animated series to ever simultaneously be on two competing networks at the same time. So it was a Saturday morning lineup cartoon with new episodes airing every Saturday morning on ABC, while at the same time, Fox had the 
reruns broadcasting during their after-school specials Monday through Friday. So you'd see them kind of advertise for one another where it was a, hey, catch my new episode on on ABC this weekend or see me again on Fox next week. Um, wow. But yeah, they were one of, one of the first to simultaneously cast or be broadcast on two separate competing networks at the exact same time. Um, they're also one of the first animations that also played with oh god wait on i have to i have to think of what was it it wasn't dot motion there was a um there was a youtube video that i watched that sci-fi network had put out a couple years ago that mentioned it and i didn't write it down and i should have said that they were one of the first animations that played with another form of animation but it wasn't stop motion. Maybe it was stop motion. I'll have to re- look that up real quick. But um, there's that that it brought into, and then tying it in with Tara Strong. Tara Strong was supposed to be the original voice of Lydia, but then they recast and got what was her name? You mentioned it earlier. It was Allison Court. Allison Court. So Allison Court ended up being <clears throat> the voice actress for Lydia. Tara Strong was also a voice actor in Beetlejuice. I, I think we may have talked about this a while ago. I'm not sure if Beetlejuice was her first, but it was definitely probably one of her earliest um, experiences in the voice character realm. So she voiced a few characters on the Beetlejuice and then went on to do everything else that you know and love her in. Absolutely. So her first role was, uh, she, and she won it through, like I want to say like a actual competition, like... I don't think she auditioned. I believe she like did like a, oh, come be the voice. And she was Hello Kitty. Oh, and okay. It, it was out of Canada. And I believe that's where, let me, I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, went too far. Sorry, IMDB. I love it. It's like the best for this. <laughs> but yeah, right. she was originally, it was Hello Kitty. And, um, then soundtrack come on actress there we go gosh but i think that it was something to do with the timeline of her and like her age i believe that led to her not being able to take the role or maybe her living in canada but it was something to that effect but i believe she did provide additional voices throughout beetlejuice's four season run yeah, it said that she played a couple of different characters when I was looking on Wikipedia. Um, mm. But I don't know if any of them were necessarily the main characters or if they just kind of popped up here and there. But she was part of that that show at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I know it mentioned was that the Beetlejuice Animated Series won a Daytime Academy Award for Best Animation Series in 1990. Oh, wow. I'll have to look it up on their Wikipedia again. Um, yeah, I know. I'm one of those people. Um but it did win a daytime te- Emmy, but at the same time, it didn't win outright. It also tied with another animation series in 1990. And of all animation series, you had the winners of 1990. Best daytime animation was Beetlejuice and the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about stark opposites. Right. <laughs> right. It, they, right. That's kind of what the... Uh, the YouTube video I watched on sci-fi what the guy was saying it was like, you know, Beetlejuice, it, while it was definitely more family friendly, more kid friendly, it still had, 
you know, kind of elements that were a little bit darker, and it won along with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but talking about conspiracy theories, so Beetlejuice, uh, the way that the YouTube video that I watched, uh, they kind of described Beetlejuice's character as kind of like, think of the animated genie from Aladdin, from the Aladdin movie um, from the 90s. Beetlejuice came before, so is that a conspiracy? Did they get the idea for like the costume changes, the voice changes, the comedy, the humor, the one-liners, the puns uh, uh... from the animated series? And then tie that in with eventually Disney bought the rights to ABC, so therefore Disney had acquired by... Before the end of its run, Disney technically acquired Beetlejuice. So, was Beetlejuice kind of the precursor for the genie? You decide. Um, that's interesting. I did not know that. I don't know if it's a real conspiracy theory, theory or if they were just like be humorous. But that that literal that is true though. Is that ABC did eventually, or Disney did eventually. By the rights to ABC, which therefore means that Disney technically owns the Beetlejuice animated series, while it was still in syndication. Oh, they own everything. They, they own everything. The mouse is we powerful. We love Disney. Well, say that too loud. <laughs> the mouse is listening. I mean, if we start getting relevance on this show, we have to. We might have to start talking about how great the mouse is. <laughs> All of a sudden, the whole narrative will switch. <laughs> One fun fact, because I'm a voiceover nerd. So speaking of the genie, I was, I'm like that guy that, you know, when you're out socially that like has to bring up stupid stuff. So speaking of the genie from Aladdin, mm -hmm. did you know that when they went, so like Robin Williams wasn't really like into the whole idea of being genie at first. And then when they, when they did the spinoff animated TV show of Aladdin in the early 90s, mm -hmm. that he didn't sign on for. And oh. he, yeah, so he was actually recast. Um, I believe he reprised the role at one point or another, but like for the length of at least the animated TV show, he was replaced. And you'll not get, you will never guess what animated. TV show dad's voice actor played him. Animated TV, TV show. show dad, popular. His voice actor played Genie before that, like during the same time. What network? I want to guess. What, what network? Fox? Fox. It wasn't like The Simpsons, was it? Homer Simpson's voice actor, Dan Ast Castellaneta, played. Genie. That's hilarious. In, I had no idea. Run. What's funny is now that you heard me say it, now I can back, hear it. Go now back I on YouTube and like just pull up a clip and you'll be like, oh my God, that's Homer. That's Homer. Like, how did I not get that? <laughs> I'm never going to be able to unhear it. No. There was um, the, the only other thing that the Beetlejuice talked about is there was one other guy who did a character. Um, I think it was at the same time that the TV show was out or right before it. Space Ghost. And I'm terrible with knowing anybody's actors. Space Ghost <gasps> did an episode of Beetlejuice where he played a superhero at the same time, too. And, of course, if you watch the episode, I, I caught a clip on YouTube and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, how do you not know that that's Space Ghost? It sounds yes. just like him. <laughs> I love Space Ghost. I do, too. <sighs> 
it's, I just I love all the crossovers and voice acting work and like who played what and like yep. that to me will never get old. But I I suppose it is time that we move on. Yeah, the um, range of talent goes far to all different kinds of episodes. Oh, it, it yeah, it, 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 I think this is going to be a recurring theme is like who played what when and how talented <laughs> some of these people are. But to circle back to Allison Court, she was the lead on X-Men and the X-Men animated series in the 90s. And she played Jubilee, who was mm-hmm. front and center on all the artwork, all the promotional work, and was basically the lead new character of the series. Um, that show to me, I that is probably what started my like part of what started my nerddom because that was Saturday morning cartoons every morning up. I was obsessed with Wolverine and Storm. I still am to this day. I can't <laughs> wait for them to get cinematic justice. I mean, Wolverine kind of did. Like yeah. Wolverine's good. I like Hugh Jackman. I, I shouldn't say it that way. I want him and Storm together to have cinematic justice. The characters, not the actors. When I tell you, um, yes, exactly. And when I tell you that I just want them to have an on-screen kiss, like I got to witness when I was a child, I was like, that was the first time I ever shipped two characters. They were. It was the episodes... Um, it was the episodes where they went into the future to try to stop the Sentinels. It was a huge thing. And they like shared a kiss and I was like, that's it. That's true love. I know what love means and they're it. And I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) This show was so incredible. It's what got me started into comic books. So to tie this all into a knot for what I'm trying to say, great show. Amazing. It ran for, I believe four or five seasons. And the problem was is the animated show was really sticking to adapting straight from comic books and it's it was tried and true and it was very much like what was written on the comic book page was the easily the most easy way they could translate it into animation and that's what they were doing well there were some continuity errors because of the characters that they had on the main cast and different things like that so Marvel, because the show was successful, released a comic book companion for the animated show called X-Men Adventures. I owned basically all of them, but I learned something new. When the show ended, the comic book wasn't over. And normally that's like not really how if, – if you're a companion to an animated show, your longevity is usually based on the show, obviously. Um, well, that's not really what happened. Uh, the people behind X-Men Adventures, the comic book, wanted to keep going. So they rebranded for, because comic books, I don't know if they still do. I'm a little bit out of practice, but they, they used to run in seasons as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ran again, but they ran like one year after the end of the animated show. But they ran under the name X-Men 97. I will be honest, I did not collect any of those. So I was unfamiliar with this, but I was aware of it as a child. I just never expanded my, like when the show ended, I was like already moving on to whatever X-Men version was in continuity. And so here's a thing. <laughs> Call it a theory. 
call it a film theory. I'm going to use Matt Pat's line. He, <laughs> recent, he recently released a video on the Film Theory YouTube channel, which I highly suggest go. I'm late to the program. Like Gordon, I, I like went to Gordon. I'm like, hey, did you ever see this? And he's like, yes. I've been watching it since I was like 10. I'm like, oh, well, I'm late to the program. I watched anyway. the first Pixar Theory version because Pixar Theory is the best theory. So, <laughs> so I'm a little late to the whole show, but the last horse crossed the finish line and I'm here now. And he <laughs> has a, he has a theory that because of all of the Marvel universe multiverse situation type deal that we are entering in with this new phase his theory is how the x-men is going to get introduced is partially related to the 97 comic book and here's why disney plus has just recently announced i wouldn't say recently but announced that there will be a continuation on disney plus of the X-Men animated series. And remember, the comic book was X-Men Adventures. Mm-hmm. was companion. The continuation of the animated series will be called X-Men 97, which was the title of the final run of that comic book. Hmm. Which I did not read, but Matt Pat graciously explained that they ended the series by their universe essentially ending because they were like out of stories to tell. And I'm going to ruin his synopsis, but essentially what he's thinking they're doing is Disney Plus is going to take, after all those years of the animated series following the comic book, they're going to continue it and they're going to follow that final run and they're going to tie the animated series into the MCU multiverse. And like their storyline is going to essentially end. And then that's going to allow them to be present in some way into the mainstream MCU that we're all familiar with. And that's why when we see the first incarnation of the X-Men, it may not be the original Angel, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast, Original Five. It may be the 90s X-Men, which was truthfully their most popular iteration. And I suggest everyone, because I probably butchered that, but I suggest everybody go, if you're excited about the X-Men potentially entering the MCU and you love that series in the 90s, go watch Film Theory's video because it makes a lot of sense. I I love that show. And I... It was such a staple in my childhood to see it coming back into cultural relevance where they're going to do a continuation. I'm so excited. Like, obsessed with this theory now. (laughs) Yeah, right? I just want the X-Men done justice. I want them with the Marvel Disney Mickey Mouse budget. And I want a good storm. I want a good everybody. Like, I just want it to... (laughs) finally like be consistent and cohesive and i'm just so excited it's like my childhood's coming full circle now that's scary if you guys if you guys like theories i don't know how familiar you are with um the pixar theory um (laughs) it's essentially um every single pixar movie is linked together in some way that's because they are yes they are yeah i've heard of that vaguely um, look up the Carlin brothers. 
every single time a new Pixar movie drops, within a week or two of them of it coming out, they will have updated and fig- put it in a timeline of where it exists on the Pixar and figure timeline. out. Like oh, wow. they will fly around the world to see it before others can, if it's in the language that they can understand. I believe, like they oh. are dedicated to this cause. Harland Brothers, you said. It is very worth watching their version because I think it's arguably one of the most in-depth ones because I'm pretty sure they have like a nice either a playlist or it's a couple hour long video of them just explaining it all. So it's more than mm-hmm. just like, oh, here's an Easter egg. It's an actual like story to go with. Like, yeah, here you see an Easter egg, but here's yeah. why you see that Easter egg. Like, for example, mm-hmm. in um Onward, the one with yeah. the mm-hmm. like, blue troll people, Yeah, the yeah. mountain... They suspect since they aren't like they're they're a planet full of trolls. How do they have all of these brands and products that resemble products from Wally? And like, how do they have this like, technology? They theorize that the mountain that they're trying to go to was the crashed starship from Wally. One of the oh. starships crashed, and that's how they got all that technology for being that kind of like being where they are and then the like the magic was just i don't want like they didn't explain that part but they troll magic trolls have magic in general yeah exactly yeah like they fit every movie together and one of the easter eggs is i believe it's a one one something three i think it's either three or five i don't remember though I didn't want to guess because I didn't want to feel any more stupid than normal. Um, it can be found in every single Pixar movie. And you know I've why. heard of that one. Um, you know I believe what, what... it was something to do with the room or place that they first started, right? It was, yeah, I think an, it was their studio room. An animation studio that they all worked in. Worth, went through when they were yeah. pursuing their career. Yeah, yeah I, I know that a couple one. Of different um ideas of what it could be the reason of but i've never knew what the actual uh, we could do an enti- you guys could do like an entire series just on easter eggs and different things and it would be so amazing to talk about that too what's this you guys if you have an episode suggestion you could be there too it here's my episode suggestion like <laughs> let's talk about easter eggs you heard it yes. here first guys oh. it looks like we're going to be doing that in season two I think that might be a good season two lead idea. I'm excited already. I'm, I, yeah, I immediately thought of like a million things. Yeah, right? I did too. <laughs> and what we could do is we could like maybe all pick, you know, behind the scenes. We'll talk about it. I love that stay idea. Though. Yeah, stay tuned. Season stay tuned. two is coming at you. Well, does anybody else have anything? for the general discussion on cartoons part two before we wrap it up or are we pretty good i loved everything we talked about today guys i learned a lot about avatar um i like learning about just like like the subtle like not so subtle but just how we're all connected like i came in with one one idea and it's literally connected to three of us because of the actors that are just so prolific and profound and are so talented and good at what they do that they cross generations literally to hit our, you know, our funny bone or think unlock core memories. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and I, this is, again, Thanks, this girlfriend. is why, 
<laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing, and I love it. Blaney, how are you feeling about today's episode? I could talk about cartoons like all day, though. Not gonna <laughs> lie, I think this was like a good a good ending for this episode because we we hit everything that we wanted to talk about. And then I think so. so. I think yeah. So. Michi, how you feeling, buddy? I know we didn't get to hear a lot about Scooby Dooby Doo today, but are you feeling good about today's episode? Oh my, I'm feeling real good about today. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. Gordon, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling great. I'm excited for um, what's to come with uh, theories and um, Easter eggs and other movies. Future's looking bright. Oh, yes, it is. Very bright indeed. <laughs> so with that being said, I want to thank you. We want to thank you for listening. This whole show would not be possible without you guys tuning in each week, each episode. Um, it means a lot to us. It's a very humbling experience to know that, you know, we've been listened to as much as we have. This started as, you know, a passion project and it's really becoming something a little bit faster and bigger than I think anyone was anticipating, but it is with the greatest of appreciation and grace that I say thank you. And we all say thank you. Um, please follow us on social media stay tuned with what's coming and you know again we want your feedback this show is it's fun for us to do and it's an excuse to get together and communicate and it's brought me so much joy but it is also ultimately about you the listener to feel that you have friends through the airwaves you have a place where you can land after a hard day after a bad week hell after a bad year we're going to be here with you through it. And we love the idea of being able to connect with people. So follow us on Instagram. Delaney has fun stuff to do over there. Um, join the Discord server. We're on Reddit. Any preferred social media that you enjoy, just punch in Let's Be Nerds. Odds are we're going to be there. Um, if, if you... Okay. Well, we... Um, we also want to offer you because it's something that's important to us. This time of year can be really hectic. Um, but I know a lot of the times we need distractions and we need to stay up to date on the shows we love and the things we love. We need to make time for ourselves. So it's our honor that we can offer you a 30 day free trial of the audible app. It is wonderful. Uh, Gordon and I were just talking at work the other day about how amazing it is. Gordon, you were saying that, it actually books that you have purchased transferred over to the Audible app with you trying it for the first time. It is that correct? Yeah, I was going I was going on Audible since they give you the one free credit a month and I used all mine on um a book series that I've I've listened to, I've read, and now I'm reading the graphic novelization of it. Mm -hmm. Um and then I'm also listening to another book series at the same time okay yeah and i went to audible and i bought them on apple and they were on my audible uh playlist so i can listen to them through audible even though i bought which, them on apple which quite frankly we didn't even know was a feature that we were able to offer with this trial so definitely try the audible 30-day free trial um experience that with us because at the end of the day 
the hecticness of work and life and the holiday season, make time for yourself, listen to your books, read your books, have that downtime and decompress because you can't, it's life is a marathon, not a sprint. Make time for yourself, self-care, mental health. It's, it's so important. Um, we are excited about the New Year's Eve event. I think it's going to be a really fun way to just connect and bond and just really bring in the new year with a group of people that are supportive and loving and just want to all be together and talk about nerd stuff and just have fun and be lighthearted. And I'm so excited we're doing that event. I would love to see you on the other side of that. Uh, we have a poll up today. Please participate in that. Tell us what you think. Um, about today's episode and aside from that i'm done with my spiel and thank you for listening and i can't wait to see you in the next episode gordon lizette are you guys as excited about the new year's eve special as i am you know it steve i mean i know me and drew are excited we're both gonna be there and i think Dylan, you're going to be there too, aren't you? You bet your shiny gold buttons I'll be there. <laughs> Guys, do you know who else? Carmen, you're, you are coming. I don't... I'm so excited. Yeah, me and Bobby wouldn't miss it for the world. So this is going to be our first time doing a live event. And people that are listening can actually come in, join the chat. They can join in on a microphone or through text chat. And they can actually be a part of it. This is like the best way to end season one. I lost my left yeah. shoe no, thinking about please. it. <laughs> <laughs> Did it knock your socks off? And I didn't even have those shoe. on in the first place, so just a shoe. <laughs> just a shoe. <laughs> what time is this going to start at? So we're looking at, because obviously we have to celebrate midnight. So we're thinking around 10 or 10.30. We're going to have more details to follow. So this is really important. If you want to be a part of our New Year's Eve special, you have to get on Discord or Reddit. You have to be a part of the community to be on. I, I can't explain how excited I am for us to be live. We're going to take your chats. You can join in on the call. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. This is going to be the most interactive we've ever been with anybody. It's so exciting. But Gordon, do you know what the real thing is? Is they have to have green room. Can you tell they them about green room? have to have green room. Green Room is a lovely addition to Spotify where we are able to go live and just be able to record with all of you guys listening in. You guys can ask to speak with us. You can join us. You can join in the live chat throughout the whole thing. We can bring you on so you can share your opinion on our podcast or just your opinion on some random BS like we love to do on our podcast and just and, chill with us all night. And Liza, do you know what the best part is? What's if that? you Are you a listener to Spotify? Yes. If you have a Spotify account, you can just download the Green Room app and immediately create an account. How easy is that? Oh, okay. So it just ties into the account that you already have for Spotify. Exactly. It's perfect. It's going to be like a two-second download process and then a two-second sign-in process. Okay. Carmen... I don't know about you, but I would really think that it'd be cool if some of our listeners would like 
either join in on the voice chat or through text and tell us New Year's resolutions. Are you big on New Year's resolutions? Not so much on uh, resolutions, um, but I just love being with friends and family. And I think it would be a great time to have uh, more of our friends and family who are listening be a part of this so that uh, we get to hear from everybody. And what's a better way than celebrating the new year than to start off with a group of friends that are all on the same page? Exactly. Dylan, I I can't wait. Are you excited? I am. Like I said, I lost my I lost my left shoe and I think the cat took the right. Oh my gosh. I should hopefully find it in time. If not, like you said, I can join through Reddit or I can join through the Discord. I can't wait. Well, I will see you guys all there and everybody listening. We hope to have you be a part of our special night. It's the season one finale. If you're enjoying the Let's Be Nerds podcast, please come join us and let's kick off the new year together and safely social distance and just kind of be a part of a group where everybody's welcome and everybody's accepted. Hope to see you there. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasy Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. Today's guest host was Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Bobby Dub Music. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, join our Discord server linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod or find us on Twitter at Let's the letter B, nerds.